Welcome to the IT Smart Guy podcast, a technology podcast aimed at the modern business owner. And here's your host, Tony Edwards. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the IT Smart Guy podcast, the tech-based podcast for the modern business owner. My name's Tony and in this episode we'll talk about a few things that have happened in the tech world recently with Microsoft. Then I talk about some of the high-profile cyber attacks that have been in the news recently in the brain dump. And as always, I'll be sharing my tip of the episode at the end. Let's jump straight in to the news. Let's look at what's happening in the news. So, in the news this week, Microsoft have given us a date for when their price increases are going to come into effect. In the UK, Microsoft products will be going up by 9%. And this is a way to align the UK pricing up against the dollar. So it's more of a currency alignment as opposed to putting their prices up for the sake of putting their prices up. What I like about this is that Microsoft had given some notice that this is going to happen. News broke around the Christmas period and the change is coming into effect on the 1st of April. Could it be an April Fool's? I doubt it, but I think it would be quite funny if that's exactly what it turned out to be. Uh, No word as yet as to whether the entire product line will have a price increase or if it's only going to be on certain products. Uh, I'm sure when I heard the rumours early on that it might not affect everything, but only time will tell on this. Um, And as more information comes out, we will, of course, put it out there through the podcast. Uh, another Microsoft story that we've been that we've seen this week is around uh, Chat GB, uh, GPT, and it looks like Microsoft are going all in into the AI chat space, as they could be making further investments into the platform. Now, Microsoft initially invested a billion dollars into the startup back in 2019, and they could invest up to 10 billion to achieve a goal of embedding this AI into their product set. Now, I think this is a really shrewd move for Microsoft. And the business potential that this technology has is crazy. Uh, I've seen YouTube shorts where people have used it to write songs. I've used it to write a few social posts. Please check out one I wrote a little while back, start of the month, explaining cybersecurity to a five-year-old. The main part of this text was written all by AI, and it was written in less than three minutes. Now, it's not word perfect. And if you're UK-based, you may need to fix the spelling because it does use Americanized English. But what the stuff it pops out is really good. And who knows, in three to five years, it's possible this technology could put people out of work. Take copywriters, for example. Why would you pay a company... um, Sorry, why would a company pay a copywriter X amount per hour when AI could write you something potentially just as good in just a few minutes on demand when you need it. (coughs) Excuse me. Don't get me wrong. A great copywriter is worth their weight in gold. But these types of platforms will make it harder for new copywriters to enter the market because the margins to be able to make a decent living from copywriting will be slim unless they're able to produce great content on demand. It will be interesting to see what happens with ChatGPT and other AI platforms, and it's something I will be keeping an eye on 
in terms of progress. So, before we go on to my rant, sorry, sorry, I mean the brain dump, I just want to give a quick shout-out. And my shout-out this time is going out to Paul Newton and Jesse Lawrence. During the pandemic, when the business was not making any money, or very, very little, I was working nights in a supermarket to make ends meet. Their podcast, Newton's Nuggets, along with a few others, got me through those night shifts. I've been a staunch supporter of their show. I've been a sponsor, a guest. I was their very first Nuggeteer of the week. Nuggeteers is what they call their followers, a bit like Justin Bieber had the Beliebers or whatever they were called. Um, and I even wrote their little Nuggeteer jingle too. I just want to use this platform to say thank you. You guys are awesome. We need to get a date in the diary for Toasties and also to get you on here as guests as well. They're also running Mental Theft Day in the coming months, so please look out for that. And if the rumours that are swirling are true, and if their people and my people can come to an agreement, I could even be speaking on the day. No blue M&Ms. So, the very least I could do was give them a huge shout-out on the show. Gents, thank you so much. So, let's go on to the brain dump. It's time for the brain dump. Please be aware that in this part of the show, there are a few swear words. Holy shit. Here we are, three weeks, three short weeks into 2023. And the amount of cyber attacks and data breaches that have been announced across the media is insane. Just this week, there have been announcements from some huge companies, the likes of Norton, the Guardian newspaper, Royal Mail, the parent company of Pizza Hut and KFC, Yum. No, 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 that's the name of the company. And more. And that's before we even get talking about the usual suspects, you know, my favourite company to talk about, LastPass, and also MailChimp. Both of these have been in the news lately for breaches. Uh, LastPass, obviously, they had twice. Uh, they've been breached twice in the last six or seven months. And for Mailchimp, it's been three times in the past twelve. Yet companies are still using these products. Now, I have a theory that most people that listen to this podcast are either business owners or they're interested in tech. And most of these business owners will typically be at the smaller end of the business spectrum as opposed to huge corporates. Though it could be wrong. How is an owner-managed business supposed to keep their business secure if companies that operate on a global level with massive budgets can't do it? It just doesn't make sense. Now, I've said this before and I'll say it again and again and again. Nothing is 100% safe. Nothing is 100% secure. All we can do is our best to ensure that our data is safe. When you subscribe to a service, you kind of expect these companies to be able to look after you. And at the end of the day, when you pay for a service, there is an expectation of a level of service, a standard to which you find it acceptable to hand over your cash. Over the past 12 months, have the likes of LastPass and MailChimp especially at least come close to meeting these expectations? 
if you ask me, they are nowhere fucking near. I can almost guarantee that if you were to ask any business owner who's got their head down, focused on moving their business forward, drumming up sales, doing marketing, those sorts of things, they haven't got a clue. And they don't care. As long as they're getting sales in the door, they don't care. Why would they? Their expertise lies in what they do. So, let's um, discuss an example. I have a friend who runs a window cleaning business. And most, if not all of his business, comes from recommendation and referral. He does a good job two or three times. Somebody says, oh, do you know a window cleaner? Yep, speak to Bob or Graham or Dave or whatever his name is. Doesn't matter. The only marketing he does is a little bit of, I've done this sort of thing today on some social media. That's the only outbound marketing he's ever really done. If all of a sudden he decided to send an email shop to all of his current clients or all of his former clients offering some sort of special offer, Let's face it, the first thing he'll try to do is send them via traditional email. And a lot will either go to spam or won't deliver because of the email limits put in place by providers. So what's the next thing he'll do? Ah, I've heard about this email marketing stuff. He'll jump onto Google, he'll search for email marketing tool, and what comes up top of the list 99 times out of 100, especially when you're looking for something low budget? MailChimp. Because it's high, if not number one on Google, it magically has that element of trust. And let's face it, nobody really looks past page two on Google search anyway. So he would use that service not knowing that it had potentially been breached three times in the last 12 months. Not knowing it's been accessed maliciously and had data copied. Again, why would he? That's not his business but he just wants it to work. I know there are businesses out there using MailChimp right now. If you're listening to this and you use MailChimp, please, please, please look for an alternative because your data could be at risk. At the very least, change your passwords and turn on multi-factor authentication. Now, To my old friend, LastPass. I've used LastPass for the better part of a decade. Always had MFA on as soon as it was introduced, and I've never had a problem. However, the way things have been handled over the last six months, especially around the data breaches, the way security professionals were essentially ignored for providing information on an issue around things like password iterations and stuff has been poor. And that's me being nice. If you want more information on the whole LastPass security analyst stuff, dive into Reddit. There is so much stuff out there that you can read. From the IT industry people who I have heard speak or have spoken to, I know that they have lost faith in your product. And I've lost faith as well. Let's face it, I would be a pretty shitty IT company 
if I was to ignore all of that evidence, and I'd be an even worse IT company if I let my customers continue to use your service without providing them with the information. With that being said, if you are a LastPass user and you haven't done anything with your master password for at least the last three months, there are a few things you should do right away. And by right away, I mean open another browser tab now if you're watching this on YouTube or get your laptop on if you're listening to it on Spotify or something. Number one, reset your master password to something completely new. Now, this was put out on the last uh, blog as their recommendation for staying safe after the first breach and after the subsequent December breach as one way of maintaining integrity to your accounts. Number two, enable multi-factor authentication. Why? It's another hoop for any potential malicious actors to jump through. Number three, go and reset every single password you have stored within LastPass. Number four, put them into a password manager that isn't LastPass. Get away from LastPass. If you're looking for recommendations, take a look at previous guest Pete Matheson's YouTube channel. He's recently published his best password manager for 2023 video. There are five or six that he talks about on the list, one of which you can completely ignore. I'm sure you can guess which one, and I'll put a link to the video in the show notes. If you're one of my customers, keep your eyes peeled for an email coming out in the next couple of days. I've been reviewing and testing a number of different password managers, um, of which I'll be offering one either as part of the service or as a low-cost add-on if you currently don't get password management services from me. As a reminder, nothing is 100% safe. Nothing is 100% secure. I'm going to keep banging that drum until I am blue in the face instead of red in the face. Let's move on to my tip of the episode which might be me repeating myself, repeating myself, repeating myself, repeating myself. Our tip of the episode. So, tip of the episode. Last time my tip was for you to review your passwords. This time round, it's simple. Move away from LastPass, and if you're a MailChimp user, look for alternatives. As business owners, heck, as individuals, your data is is super important. And having your data saved in places that have been breached more than once could open you up to more targeted phishing attacks, if nothing else. You know, more targeted phishing attacks is, you know, best case scenario, potentially. If you're not sure where to look, for MailChimp alternatives, uh, OmniSend did a blog article a couple of weeks ago comparing a number of different email marketing type solutions. With theirs coming out on top, of course. But it's a good place to look for options. And many of them have a free offering if 
budget is a problem. And I will put a link to that blog into the show notes as well. Please, please, please do as much as you can to keep your data safe. Good, strong password. MFA on as a minimum. So we have reached the end of this episode. I have been Tony. I am the IT Smart Guy. Thank you so much for watching or listening. I truly hope you have found this insightful. And I look forward to speaking to you again uh, in the next episode. If you have enjoyed this episode, please, please, please do give us some feedback. Leave a review. Give us a a subscribe. And um, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Grow Radio, or wherever else you may get your podcasts. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the IT Smart Guy podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'd love for you to like and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice.